Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai. I'm Kells. Today we're talking about Fairy Tale, the Edelis art. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. You know, anytime I get to talk about one of the Shonen pillars for me, it's a good time. So yeah, I'm doing great. Telling the tiger. Yeah, yeah. One of the Shonen pillars, uh, as we had discussed previously. Fairy tale is the king of mid anime. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I okay. So personally, I hate the word mid, but like I will say, compared to like, it's no Yu Yu Hakusho, it's no Black Clover. Uh, I mean, yeah. it might actually be a Black Clover. I don't know because <laughs> like, it, I think it's Black Clover. Buff. It's Black Clover if it didn't take Naruto as an influence. Maybe, yeah, but, like, also, like, I think you're right around the halfway point, and the latter part of Fairy Tale is really, in my opinion, the superior part of Fairy Tale. So it's, like, again, it's one of those things where when we get to the end, I want to see if you still say this statement. Or you might think it's worse, you know? Like, but, like, right now, I guess we can say where we are. It is very much a momental... Moment? That's not a word. Uh, it, moment anime, like... I think of another word, but something money. I don't know. It has its moments. Yeah, it, it's really only about the moments, right? Those those are kind of the high key points, and and getting from moment to moment can lag a little bit. But when we do get to a moment, it's very impactful. For sure, for sure. Like, um, and that's where, like, you know, we've been doing fairy tale. This is what the sixth arc, I think. This um, is the tenth arc. Tenth based arc, on the yes. wiki yes yes i i threw out the filler but yeah um this is the 10th arc in episode 76 so by that logic each arc lasts for like little seven episodes but like percentage wise but fairy tale also has very i don't want to say unpaced arcs but like one arc will be like 30 episodes another arc will be like two episodes so it's very all over the place yeah but um no, we're meeting, and we're just now kind of getting to, like, a mystery that was presented, like, towards the beginning, and one of the big characters and players for this is um, Mystigan, but, so it's kind of like the story of, like, Mystigan's thing, Mystigan's arc, I guess you can say. Yeah, and that's such an interesting character, like, uh, you know, it, it's very mysterious, which is why his name is Mystigan, uh, but here, here's a character we have only shown bits and pieces of. He is a total badass. And also, we have this big old mystery that goes along with it. He looks like Jalal Fernandez, who is a bad guy, but he's not him. So yeah. the question is, how does that work? And we get that explained in the Edelis arc. But for me... This arc didn't really have the stakes that other arcs have had or the buildup that everything else has had up to this. It was fun. It answered some questions we had, but the bulk of it just was more fairy tale. How, how did you feel about this arc? No, I agree with you 100%. This is definitely what I would say a a moment arc um because there are very 
there's a lot of moments in here and like it's not overall I would go back and rewatch this. I would go and look up like key moments such as like the you know, Michigan and Natsu fight or the Scarlet and um Skywalker fight or Panther Lily and Godzilla's <laughs> dialogue or things like that. It wouldn't be like, oh I'm just gonna sit here and go back and watch this like I would the um Tower of Heaven arc or the even the Celestial arc with um Loki and Lucy. This mm. is just one of those things where it is kind of just moment to moment that you got to go through. Like you get Guild Arch's intro at the beginning, which is cool. But then it just kind of, you know, goes down. Like I feel like two of the best arcs in Fairy Tale are the Tower of Heaven and the Battle of Fairy Tale. And this is right on the heels of those arcs. You know, we got the Arashion Sace arc, but we both know how we feel about that. <laughs> um,. It was cool yeah. meeting Wendy. And that, w- that was another moment arc. Like, well, just with the Wendy stuff. That's the only thing, like, when I look back on the overall grandiose of fairy tale, I'm like, oh, the Rashion Sace arc. Oh, yeah, that's when I met Wendy and dreams died and people cried. And when I look back <laughs> on the Edelus arc, I'm like, okay, we had the send-off. We had the Dragon Slayer fight. And we had the Exceeds. And happy looking serious for one moment. So that's that's really all we got. And... I feel like that's what adds to the overall like mid of it. Air quotes mid. Um, not my words. But when you compared (laughs) (laughs) when compared to things like, you know, um Bleach or dare I say Chainsaw Man, where Chainsaw Man is just kind of straight action, but that's a twelve episode one right now, so it's seasonal, so we can't even say that. But like let's just say let's just compare it to Naruto. Like the OG Naruto. In my opinion, was a banger from episode one until we we got to the filler. Because you had, like, the land of waterfalls, like the bridge arc. Then you went straight into the um, tuning exams arc. Then you went into the Konoha crush arc. Then you went into the Sasuke retrieval arc. And those are just bangers, the bangers. There's no really lulls. And I just think about all that as a whole, opposed to this, where it's just like, okay, yeah, we had this, we had that. And... I feel like that's where the downfall of fairy tale lies. Yeah. And and you know, we do have a bunch of filler in Naruto. Right. Yeah. It, this this really just feels more like One Piece to me than anything else. But here's the thing. One Piece oh, has God. the less filler out of all the shonen anime. Well, well, sure, sure, sure. Um it's just so character heavy. Because in this, the guild is the main character. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank, thanks, Mashima. <laughs> but but that, that's kind of the root of it, you know? Um, with, with Naruto, we've got Team 7. And then we've got the other characters to add in for flavor. But the real, real focus is in Team 7 from start to finish. Whereas this doesn't so much. You know, we got our main character. But we, we rotate and, and everybody gets their turn. And I don't know. I don't know. And, 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 you know, that's kind of why it doesn't feel super original. Not to say it's not, but it doesn't, it doesn't stand out, which is kind of why I, I, me say it's, it's mid, but that's not to say I didn't have a good time. Yeah. Which, which the root of this, the root of this Edelus arc is it's a doppelganger arc, but more like parallel universe and not like, mirror match which we do get some of that 
but it's like, hey, by the way, there's a different world that's trying to steal all your magic. And yeah. suddenly you have to care about a bunch of other characters that are exactly the same as the other characters. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, And like, kind of get it into what the Atlas arc is. Like you said, it's like a parallel universe. So basically we get back to fairy tale or I mean, as it starts, you know, Guild Arts comes into town who is the strongest wizard in fairy tale because there's been this whole discussion. It starts off like, oh, um, who's the strongest? Well, it got to be Urza. No, it was Loxus. And there's also a mystic, and it's like, no, because Lucy's trying to figure out who it is. Um, and they're like, no, the strongest in, in true show, storytelling fashion, like what you talk about is going to happen. So coincidentally, Gildarch rolls back into town when this speech is going on. And Gildarch is this wizard that's so powerful that he has to, the city gets reformulated when he comes into town because he can just destroy things on his impact. Like a giant like gateway just opens up for him to come into town. It's, Really interesting. So, um, Gildart shows up. Um, we get the backstory about how he was kind of like a second dad to Natsu after um, Igneal, you know, stuff happened. Um, and Gildart's like, yo, dragons are still real. Like, <laughs> you really should have watched this. <laughs> this is a setup for something else. But he's like, dragons are still real. Um, there's a black dragon out there that destroyed half my body. And Natsu's like, what? It's like, yeah. Like, you're not ready. Keep training. And he's like, oh, well, okay. And, you know, that was episode 76, which a lot of information was kind of just dumped there and happened and set up for things later. So I was like, oh, okay. And then we move into the actual Edelis slash Earthland arc where um, Wendy finally meets Jill all. And it's like, yo, thank you. And he's like, nah, I'm Michigan. She's like, what? Um, it's like, yeah, I'm just here to warn you that the city is going to be destroyed. So you should probably leave. And that's how we get into the Edelis arc. <laughs> yes, we get into the Edelis arc. And it's because of the anima that the entirety of Magnolia gets transported through a dimensional warp and turned into a lacrima. So they can use... All of Fairy Tale and Magnolia's magical power for eternity. And we find out that this world is has no magic, right? Ha has no source of magic, let's say that. Uh, people can't use magic, they have to use magical items. And also, there is racism, because of course there is. Yes. This is the home of the Exceeds, which we find out is actually what Happy and Char uh, Carla are. They're not cats with wings. They're Exceeds from the Edelus dimension. And the Exceeds sit over the humans of the Edelus dimension in kind of this puppeteering role. There's an assumption that the queen of the Exceeds is, like, a god, and that the humans can't, like rebel against them because they'll all be murdered which we find out later is totally a bluff and not true but that gets you know our fairy tale in a fuck lot of trouble yeah so our fairy tale like roll up um into the earthland art well they're not really rolled up they're sucked in by the anima and the people there and we they kind of meet their counterpart well they don't kind of they meet their counterparts and they're like yo this is 
um this is who we are we are the uh edelist versions of yourself so we see that we got like the first person we're introduced to is an edelist lucy who is so much different than the actual lucy because she's actually like leading fairy tale and she's proactive and everything so it's a whole it's a whole vibe but a whole vibe i'm here for and yeah she kind of just explains what's going on here we don't have magic we have magical tools and what really gets me is we also meet a natsu who loves like vehicles and transportation and whatnot um opposed to our natsu who just always gets sick and everything uh in motion sickness yeah, I love I love the difference between the two because it's the same character, but the Edelis Natsu, like when he gets in a car, he changes personality, right? He's just so so fucking cool. But when he gets out of a car, he's exactly like Natsu on any kind of transportation. Yeah, just kind of totally useless. He's not physically ill, but he's super scaredy cat. And it was it was fun to see the difference. Yeah, no, it was really interesting how they went and did that. Um, and then you also see the shock of them seeing Lasana again. L- Lasana, yeah, yeah, Lisana, yeah. Oh like, my god, <laughs> yeah. Him, him seeing Lisana just hanging out in in Edelus fairy tale, or yeah, was like what, what, <laughs> and that. Uh, I I got opinions about this whole thing, but yeah, Lasana's alive. Yeah, in this world, and the fact that Natsu was the only person who knew that that was his Lasana was kind of dope. Well, did he know it was his Lasana? Yeah, cause because he didn't have her scent. Because everybody else had different scents. I don't know. I thought it was just that he didn't like he knew everyone's scent, but like because Lasana was dead, he wouldn't expect to smell her there. I might have to go double check on that. But either way, he was like, fuck is Lisana doing here? True. Yeah. Which was interesting. No, because that, that's the, the one of four characters that are like truly impacted by, uh, by Lisana's existence. So rude. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong. Sadly, you're not wrong. And I wish it. Yeah, I wish it would stay that way. But nah, not to kind of get added to the people who don't really care. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> Let me get uh, like you, the sorry. Go ahead. When we get to back to Lisana later, I'll I'll have to ask the question, which you have the answer for, but um, I'm sure we'll get answered later in the show, anyways. But uh, what happens between uh, Lisana and Natsu? We'll we'll get to it. Okay. But um, yeah. So we get um into the whole everybody's Edelis personality and they're talking about it and like, oh, I can only imagine what the Edelis Urza is like. She must be so shy and polite and everything. And it's like, nah, um, that's actually Urza um, Skywalker? Nope, not not Bat- uh, Batman. No, not <laughs> not Star Wars. Um, Urza Nightwalker. Yeah, Nightwalker. There we go. I was like, why can't my brain remember what it is? Um, who is a fairy hunter who works for the king and it's like a dog of the kingdom and who goes and, um, you know, attacks or collects the fairies and the people who use magic. Also the windy freaking Edelis one too. <laughs> My Jesus. What was, what, why, why we didn't get any answer. Why was windy of Edelis 
just grown. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I never know. It never gets explained. Well, it kind of gets explained My- in a hundred year quest. Kind of. Um, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, Mashima. Yeah, Mashima just out here being a whole Mashima. Yeah. So we've we've got Urza out here fighting everybody, which was pretty hype. Um, and Urza winds up capturing Natsu. Uh, oh hell, Wendy, Natsu, Wendy, and uh, Lucy. There's this whole thing where nobody can use magic power unless Mistigan gave them a special pill, and then they can use their magic again. And and Lucy's relevant this arc for a bit, which was kind of fun. But uh, everyone makes a joke about her not being worth a damn, and yeah, uh, it's kind of unfortunate. Kind of yeah, kind of yeah, but not but really. Everybody get. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean not really? I mean yeah, okay, I guess it is unfortunate, but it's also like kind of funny to me. I mean, honest. I mean, is she truly useless? About until we get to, <laughs> yeah, about until we get that... to like the final arc of like the current fairy tale. Yeah, um, great. But she's a lot more okay. She's not useless. It's like the Sakura syndrome. It's not the uh... fact that she's useless. It's the fact that the characters around her are doing so much more. And you know what? No, that's not even true. Because, like, Lucy does do a fair amount. I would yeah, just Lucy say. Lucy put in the work. Yeah. Yeah, no, she does. Especially in the upcoming art that we got next. Yeah, okay. I rescind my statement, and I apologize. It's just when you have an arc like the Edelis arc, where they just clown on her. Yeah. <sighs> Lucy has heart. That's, that's the majority of her character so far. Not super strong, but she has heart. Yes. And that always gets her the win. And she, counting on her friends. Yes. Through the power of friendship and heart, anything is possible. Kevin Garnett. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, all right. So they wind up in Edelis. Everybody gets captured. We've got Lucy, or not Lucy. We have um, Happy and uh, Carla are taken to the Exceed Kingdom because... There's this whole thing about Carla being brain manipulated, which was not actually the case. I don't think we'll get back around to it. And we go on this adventure with Happy and Carla about rebelling against the uh, the Exceed Kingdom and rejecting whatever's happening. And they wind up, you know, running away and being hidden by some other Exceeds on the outskirts of uh Extalia. And that just so happens to wind up being Happy's parents. How do you feel about that? I was like, okay, that's interesting because I really didn't see that coming. Like, especially because his mom, like, neither of them are like him, which, I mean, I guess I'm okay with because I don't really care for Happy that much. He's annoying. Um, what? He, okay, he has his moments. He has his moments, but he is, like, very much so annoying to me um i don't know it was cool to see his parents though and it's also kind of heartbreaking because when you find out the whole thing with the exceeds and kind of what happens with them and you know that they got sent to earth for reasons like and then you find out it's not even because of that it's because they like 
symptom there to survive because this world was ending and it was like really sad. And you're like, oh, wow. Um, or, well, no, they were sent on a mission. Okay, so Carla thought she was sent on a mission to destroy the Dragon Slayers. Yep. But it was really to kind of just find a way for magic to work or something. I don't That's one of the plot points that falls short to me. And well, the real answer was she was never sent with any kind of mission. Uh, the the queen, who was supposed to be this god, the whole plot point was, we're going to send all of the baby exceeds into the Earth world dimension so they can raise themselves, find the dragon slayers, and bring their magic back to, uh, to Edelus. But that was all just to cover because the queen, the only power she has is the ability to have premonitions of the future. So she sees the impending doom of Edelus, and she's like, okay, I've got to send all of the children to Earth world so that they don't die. But I can't tell anybody that the world is going to come to an end because what else would, would, would they do? They would freak out, and I can't have that. Because Char- uh, Carla's... The queen's daughter, she also has this, like, premonition bullshit that she takes as, like, brainwashing and manipulation. But it's really just her seeing the future and acting on it, but not knowing that's what's going on. So she was sent to Earthworld just like everybody else to survive. Yeah. Which, uh... That yeah, that's where the exceed plot line just kind of goes off the rails. It's like you could have just led with that, mm-hmm. like yeah, we were doing that, but actually it was for this reason, and we just run around in circles with this kind of. But you know, whatever. Again, example why fairy tale is is kind of it. But you know, the whole queen confessing her her whole thing. And being and throwing the sword at at uh, Carla's foot, and Carla walking up to her and then stabbing him in the ground and be like, "Fuck you! You can't quit on me. We'll settle this later. But right now, we have to save the world." That was kind of fun. Yeah, that was a fun scene. I was like, "Yeah, I'm here for that." Yeah, I really enjoyed uh the happy plot line and meeting his parents. Um. And then him chasing down Natsu with whatever power he had, even though it wasn't much. But his kind of commitment to that was was, was fun. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And then also seeing like the whole Gajils just being dope in every um, iteration. Because Gajil is one of my favorite characters. Uh, might be my favorite character in Fairy Tale still. So I don't know. Seeing how the 100 Year Quest goes. But uh, he's just a fun. Like, you know, he's like, okay, we got to get, like, this stuff going. There's a conspiracy theory. Like, and the help that Edelis Gajil provides at the end was also really fun with the whole narrative of, like, the evil king and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun as well. And I will say, like, back to the happy and Carla thing, I was just really upset that neither of them told them that, like, you know, that they were their children. I was like, why would you just not be like, hey, you're my child? I mean... And how did they come from eggs? Because they're not cats, Kai. <laughs> That's why. Uh, but yes, real real questions here. What are they if they're not cats? Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I guess I appreciate that they didn't tell them that they were their children. You know, Happy's parents, maybe less so. Because, like, okay, that, that would just be a perfectly fine relationship. Like, nothing, nothing's wrong with that. I guess I can appreciate the whole, um, the queen not telling uh, Carla. Because her whole thing's like, until we save all of the missing eggs that I sent off, I won't tell her that she's my kid. Because I don't deserve the right of being her mother. Yeah. That's fair. I guess that's fine. Yeah, that one was fine. I rocked with that one. I was like, okay. Now, the humans decide to crash the lacrima that has all of fairy tale in it into Adilis, or excuse me, into Extalia to ter- like terminate all of the exceeds. Uh, and we have a bunch of major fights at this point. Let's talk about Gajil and Panther Lily. Yes. So this fight between Gajil and Panther Lily, it's a fun time. Because, like, you get to find out there was a whole, like, backstory of Gajil wondering why he didn't have a flying cat. <laughs> and then, like, Panther Lily is having this serious fight for his convictions and everything. And Gajil's like, I'm going to make you my cat. And Panther Lily's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and Pan- Panther Lily having this big ass sword. Yeah, it's just. It was so dumb. It's so funny. <laughs> and, like, the fact that, like, uh, his voice is just also so deep. It just makes it gives me so much joy. It makes me laugh. And I'm just like, oh, oh, Panther Lily. Like, what also what a name, Panther Lily, for such a ferocious like cat man. I mean, it it's a name that fits the character, right? Because he was this exceed that saved a small human boy from death and got exiled for it. So Panther Lily fits his vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Panther for strong and fierce, Lily for soft and caring, or whatever Lily actually stands for. But it's this dichotomy that, that really is Panther Lily. Yeah. Living in a world of exceed human racism, and uh, kind of is what it is. But he's out here fighting Gajil for you know his beliefs, which is there's nothing we can do to stop it. The exceeds are the ones that are wrong, whatever. I just love that we go from Buster Ma'am, the really dumb big sword, to finally getting into a fist fight with Gajil, and that being hampered by the humans casting the rock into uh, Extalia. No, I love that. That was a that was a fun time as well. Like just seeing how they were going at it, and it kind of. Like, just the type of fight it was kind of really brought some joy to, like, the kind of stale Atlas arc that was there. Um, literally, the last part is what carried it for me with the whole, like, the king's got a dragon robot. <laughs> the <laughs> Panther Lily Gajil fight. The um, Natsu being a villain and Wendy trying to be a villain, but, like, everybody thinking she's adorable. <laughs> yes. Um, one other fight I want to talk on before we get to all of those fights, uh, if that's what they are, um, is Urza Scarlet versus Urza Nightwalker. And this being this bomb ass fight that also did it, it served the sole purpose of getting Urza out of the plot. But it was cool. Yeah. 
No, because we get cool. we get to see Urza go up against Urza. All of these different changes. It's really about. Uh, it kind of plays into the whole deception later on, where Urza Scarlet disguises herself and and drags the uh, folks into where they need to go. When you're all like, "How are they gonna do it?" Well, it's a disguise. But then it winds up another, you know, fist fight, and eventually winds up one telling the other they should love themselves, and you know, they are who they are, and then both wearing themselves out because there's no true winner. Yeah, and like the mutual respect that they establish for each other is also a vibe, and short-haired Arzo is also a vibe. Meh. I, I'm just mad that that Edelis had to be the short hair crew. Yeah. Like like why why can't our punk ass like human world or earth earthland or what what's it what's the actual name of it? Earthland. Earthland. <laughs> Thanks Washima. <laughs> um <laughs> like why can't Earthland's characters cut their hair? But whatever, man. Because whatever. they didn't have a tragic upbringing or come out of a bad relationship or have a time skip. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we haven't made it the time skip yet, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> okay, but yes, uh, Urza versus Urza was was pretty fun. Um, on to the rest of the other fights, which was really the king having like magic canceling dragon armor, and then the three dragon slayers teaming up to fight against it. Yeah, that was um, that was a thing. Um, <laughs> It was, I liked it, um, because it was like, hey, the king stole all of her magic, and it's fun to get into this dragon robot. Uh, ha 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 ha, me ha. Uh, yeah. But, and then seeing the way they fought was kind of cool, because I love all the times the dragon slayers fight together, and I think this is actually the first time that they all do fight together, I believe. Um... I yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember Wendy really being an active participant with Godzilla and Natsu before this, uh, which was cool to see. And and one thing I really loved about this fight was we have the okay, Dragon Slayers, let's combine our powers, and then that doesn't work. But when they were like, "All right, we're going to attack together on our own," boom! That's the that's the secret solution. Is they combine the strength of all of their powers and their like best use case to get the get the w and it the 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 hang up for me is the w took so long yeah it was it was a very long w like i don't know and i mean like we're, it, we're cutting back and forth between a bunch of things right yeah so that's kind of why the it's it's paced out as long as it is you know yeah, but it is cool to see like the Dorma or whatever the um dragon mech is called. I told you fairy tale was a mech anime. Um and Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Wendy actually having dope ass assistance spells because like in traditional, you know, magic and everything, the wind mage is normally a support and like seeing that type of canonically like lore in this is kind of fire. Um, very fire actually. Seeing her like have the support spells and enhance speed and all that, it's very like overlord s when it's like Vernair or whatever. Um, while we got the flashback of Scarlet versus Nightwalker happening, and then we also got the um other stuff happening throughout the kingdom, 
But I was really here for the Dragon Slayer fight and just seeing Wendy go off. Um, because after she got stoned by those egg seeds, I was definitely pretty mad. Um, but then also, yeah. like, the dragon fight happens and they're like, okay, are they going to be the ones to, like, save everybody? And then it's like, no, it's the Edelus fairy tale that saves everyone. Which I'm like, cool. Like, I like that. I like that it wasn't just... Um, you know, somebody else coming in and solving their problems that at the end of the day, fairy tale is fairy tale, and they are going to solve like the problems that way, and then Meh. <laughs> kind of. Alright. Yeah, kind of. Because yes, Edelus Fairy Tale finally gets off their ass and comes and saves the day when everyone's under the gun. And they're about to die. But because the other major plot point that's going on with Mistigan, because Mistigan's back in his world doing his bullshit again, right? Yeah. While while the Dragon Slayers are fighting the dragon armor, Mistigan's behind the scenes causing Anima to go in reverse and remove all of the magical power from Edelus and send it back to Earthland. Because magic power in Edelus causes everyone to fight. So he's just like, I'll ruin the world, and then whoever survives won't have magic power to be a problem anymore. Which puts a hamper on Edelus fairy tale putting in the work, right? They show up, they save the day, and mid-fight, everything gets turned on its head. And it's like, oh, so thanks for saving our fairy tale, but what did that actually do for you? Like, not not, not much, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, it is kind of unfortunate, but also at the same time, I'm like, you know, it could have been, like, a whole thing, I guess. Um, because... Yeah, you know, I guess it is kind of unfortunate. But, like, we did see that our group, like, came out here and they can fight for themselves and they're not hiding anymore. But, um, also, it was, like, a kind of whole plot twist because everybody just kind of, you know, revolted because we had the, um, group with, uh, what's it called? We had the, um... Why can I think of the name for what I'm trying to say? Exceeds the Kingdom? Yeah, yeah, we had the Exceeds... We had everybody and their mom coming out here going gangbusters uh, for, like, the revolt. Like, everybody revolted. Like, you know, everybody chose to fight against whether... Kind of the same thing and nothing. That was also the kind of confusing thing. Like, no one really knew what they were fighting against except for Fairy Tale, Because all the people were like, yeah, who... Like, how did this happen? Like, you know, and the royal armies kind of just fighting the fight. They don't even really know why they're fighting. And then the Exceeds are like, let's fight the Royal Army. <laughs> so it's just kind of like a cluster. Um, but, you know, everything kind of settles itself and all the destruction, destruction happens. And we see um, Gajil, Edelus Gajil, kind of narrating the fight. Like, oh, look what happened. The evildoer, blah, blah, blah. Because Natsu's dressed up as the villain and going around destroying things. And the yeah, people- yeah, yeah. So. So we finally defeat the dragon armor and they're like, what can we do now? So the dragon slayers team up to go cause havoc to play the bad guy because Mistigan in his master plan is going to kill himself. 
yeah, he's like, he's, uh, he's like Panther Lily. You've got to come with me for one last gig. And they go down and they reverse the anima. And Panther and, he, and Mr. Gittin's like Panther Lily. Everyone's freaking out. All right. We need a hero and a villain. Okay. I'm going to play the villain who took all the magic away. And you're going to kill me and play the hero and become new king. And Panther Lily's like, what the fuck did you say to me? I saved your life. You think I'm going to kill you now? And I, this is one thing. Uh, this this arc was supposed to be Mistigan's arc, and it was kind of. But I like I appreciate what little bit we do get of him, because you know this scene right there, Panther Lily's like, "You caused this. Take responsibility for it. You serve as king. Don't come at me like I'm. You know you're gonna sacrifice yourself. No, take responsibility for your actions and lead." And it's just a whole thing. So Natsu and the other dragon slayers are like, we're going to cause havoc and fuck up Mystigan's plan. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of succeed in that. Kind of. Uh, well, I mean, they do succeed in that. It's not a kind of. They show up and they're like, yo, um, we're here to save the day. We're like, you know, going to we're going to be the villain so you can live and all this. And there's like. Jalal's like, or yeah, Jalal, because that's his name. Yeah, Jalal. is like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, you're ruining it. He just comes up and punches Natsu, and Natsu punches back, and everybody's like, oh, no, the prince. Like, what's going on? And you kind of see, um, that's literally the part that got me the most in it, was like, okay, we're out here, and we're feeling, we're feeling real things, man. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I love that Mistigan's belief in the people's intellect is higher than reality. Yes. Because he's like, they'll never believe it. Right? They'll never just fall for this. And Natsu's like, yes, they will. And they're sitting here having a conversation as they're punching each other. And it's working. And I kind I kind of love the fact that like this is how a legend is made. Yeah. Right? The the people around them see the fight, and that grows by word of mouth into Mistigan being legendary. Which is cool, but it's also really dumb because it's two dudes in a fist fight with some fake horns on. Yeah. But And that's that's the fun of it though, right? Because yeah. that that's how this needs to end. And it is very impactful because Jalal is staying in Edelus right now. And he's also and leaving Fairy Town, you know, which means a lot to him, like, because he basically grew up in Fairy Town. Like, Natsu, like, you know, Urza, like the rest of the group. And you kind of get that feeling. That's really where you, I think this is my favorite part in the arc, because that's really where the emotion comes in. And you kind of see Jalal have feelings for the first time, and you're like, oh, wow. Like, he actually cares. And loved being a fairy tale wizard because Natsu's like, I don't remember what the second thing is. And then <laughs> Jalal starts yeah. correcting him as he's knocking the heck out of him. Yeah, because he got, because, <laughs> yes, Natsu got domed one time and was like, number two. <laughs> Whoops, I forgot. And then Jalal's just in there. Number two, do not reveal the secrets or do not have, you know, monetary gain from the people you worked with in fairy tale or whatever the second rule yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, to see, to, 
the siege of law then just spit it back at him. Like, I know the rules of fairy tale and, and the leaving ceremony. Do not come at me. Mm-hmm. Never forget was, the bonds that you have made. Oh, man, that hits. That hits. Every time, man. That, every time that fucks me up. It does. And then the music, bro. It's like the Celtic music the hero Mashma loves so much, bro. I'm like, okay, we get it. <sighs> All right. And I'm going I'm to put, I'm going to frame it like this, okay? Mm-hmm. We talk about it being a moment heavy series, right? The moments are what make it. Every time we have a character leave Fairy Tale and they get the send off, that is the reason that Fairy Tale is the king of mid. Okay, explain. That's just it. The moments are few and far between, but when they are high, they are higher than any other mid show I can think of. Okay, I can I can say that because I will say like for me, Fairy Tale is one of my favorite anime because I feel like it portrays family and a sense of found family better than any anime that I've ever watched. Um, next to Fruits yeah. Baskets, like Fruits Baskets is, but Fruits it ain't even fair though. Like like comparing a Bugatti to a Kmart <laughs> shopping cart. Like that's why that's why the tears are there, my guy. <laughs> that's why it's the king of mid. Yeah. Um but like it does that really well. Especially I would say it does it the best out of any shonen that I've seen. Um just like, you know, the whole and like the real impactful scenes like are you know, are coming. They're not here yet. Um uh, because these are impactful scenes, don't get me wrong, but like the ones that I'm like that I actually cried at, like, you know, was wild. And I still think Simon got done dirty. He should have got a kiss from Urza before he died, but whatever. Um, Meh. I'm just Meh. saying, he took the whole L. I mean, I, I, okay, well, it should have affected <laughs> Urza more than it did. I know I'm backtracking many arcs, but I'm just like, it seemed like she got over it really fast. Just saying. But, um. I mean, she thought he was dead, though. No, Simon right? is dead. She thought he was dead before he came back for the arc. I mean, true. And he was also a bad guy in this arc until he had a change of pace. Yeah, I mean, he was never really a bad guy. He was just kind of following it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was fighting for the Tower of God or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the Tower of Heavens. Yeah. Oh, uh, Lord, he's Tower of God. Um, but but yeah. <laughs> so I I would agree with you saying the moments are so high because you know, and another moment that really hit was like. Wendy shielding Carla for getting stoned by the X seeds, which was such a weird parallel oh. to like just straight, you know, debaucherous, like unfiltered racism. <laughs> like, wow, like we are really doing this. But um and and, and and that's kind of what what got me, right? Is is this entire arc is about quote unquote gray. Not gray the character, but like gray the no black or white, the yeah. no right or wrong side, really. Um like the humans are just as racist as the exceeds and the exceeds are just as racist as the humans. Like fuck everybody except earthland fairy tale. Yes. And, and slightly Atlas fairy tale. Like everybody else in this world is, can get fucked. And it's just so unfortunate because we're supposed to care. Yeah, that was a big thing. I literally did not care. I was like, fuck these house. Um, they belong to the streets, but, um, yeah, but no, like, yeah, it was that. And then at the end of the arc, um, episode 94, like when we were talking about with the whole like a shout out to like Wendy trying to be frightening. <laughs> because That was the yes. most adorable thing I've ever seen. 
but that, that was super cute and having uh having gajil behind her. yeah 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 come, come up to be the real scary part <laughs> i loved it so yeah. much and then we got like the farewells of Natsu smiling to Mistigan and Urza saying goodbye to herself. And um, <laughs> Mistigan's like, I miss Fairy Tale. But then we get like the saddest goodbye, not even with all the other goodbyes, like the separate uh, goodbye. And why they had Homegirl, like why Panther Lily had Lasana tied <laughs> up, it's beyond my right. understanding. Yeah, so so everybody makes it back. Everybody, everybody with magic gets scooped back up and goes to the human world. Yeah. So all the all the Earthland fairy tale wizards, all the exceeds are going into to Earthland, and also Lisana gets picked up. So so when everybody gets back, there's this whole big reveal. The exceeds go on a thing, and we got this whole thing. And then we also have Panther Lily roll out of a bush. One, he's chibi now, which I felt kind of sad about. Yeah. But I'm sure I'm sure I'll still enjoy him and Gajil going at it. Uh, but he's he's dragging along Lisana, who in Earthland is dead as fuck, to our knowledge. And the question is, okay, well, this Lisana is from Edelis. So what's she doing here? Yeah, and we get that answer um with the that this is the Lisana from Earthland when the whole event happened and everything. Uh, Lazana was was traded because the <laughs> Lazana from Edelis had died in a process, and the Enema had snatched that Lazana from Earthland up. Which <laughs> not, not not the Enema, the Anima. Oh, the Anima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just shit her out one time. Lord no. <laughs> the Anima had snatched up um our Earthland Lazana. And kind of swapped her out, so they got the dead body, which is wild that there was actually. Well, like, no, 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 no. There was no dead body. Yeah, because that was a whole that was a whole plot point. Because, uh, like, Mira Jane Natsu was yeah yeah not well Natsu was like well we get a flashback, right? And we get a flashback early on when like he sees Lazana in fairy tale for the first time, uh, and and we get a flashback to them being kids, and this whole thing about, uh. Earthland Lizana asked not to, hey, if I die, will you bury me? And he's like, that's really morbid. And she's like, well, everybody's going to die one day. But because of the events of her quote unquote death, there was no body, right? She just vanished into the anima because Edelis needed a replacement for something it was missing now. So it scooped her up. Yeah. Explanation? I don't know. Don't worry about it, I guess. Um, but because she was scooped up by the anima, there was no body. So he couldn't even, like, dig her grave because there was no body to bury. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm so angry that I know fairy tale lore now. Good. I, I'm going to be honest <laughs> about this one. I'm going to say this first. Um, it was a beautiful moment of seeing... It was a beautiful heart-wrenching moment of seeing Lazana mm-hmm. fade from Edelis and trying to stay with the Edelis, Mir Jane, and... Um, oh my God! How did I forget his name? Mary Jane and I was uh, uh, Elfman, Elfman, Elfman. Yeah. Uh, trying to stay with them, and then they're like, "No, you gotta go." And she's like, "What?" And it's like, "Yeah, we've always known that you weren't Man. ours, and <laughs> we know that your real brother and sister must miss you and want you." And she's crying, and she has like a whole moment, and then she gets reunited with ours, and everybody's happy, and it's like a huge celebration, and all this, and 
everybody's happy and I'm like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, she goes back to the guild and everybody watches and cries as the siblings reunite. But I'm going to be honest. I wish Lozana would have stayed dead or at least like that <laughs> had not been her because I felt like that was a really strong character plot or it could have been a strong character plot for Natsu why he values friendship so much because like he couldn't protect someone. So like that driving force, you know, and I guess that happens in other avenues when we progress. But like, I feel like Lozana would have been perfect. And also like it would have like explained kind of the, I, if in a perfect world, if I was writing fairy tale, cause you know, I would make it perfect. Of course. <laughs> all um, right. All right. Kai, Kai Mashima, give it to me. <laughs> I would have had Lazana stay dead, or at least that Edelis would be a completely different one, and not to get his closure from her, you know, by saying, I'm yeah. not the one that you're looking for, but I do know if you're anything, Lazana was anything like my Lazana, she died, you know, having purpose and knowing that she was loved and blah, 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 and all that. I feel like that would have been perfect. And then Natsu could have carried that without him throughout his goal. And then, you know, it still would have been horrible for Elfman and Mira Jane, but that also would have added to, like, you know, this is why, you know, like, a lot of the reasons for things happening, Elfman wanting to be strong and all that and everything, like, you know, would have stayed yeah. true. But her coming back just kind of felt like a cop-out. And especially, I'm slight spoilers, it doesn't really amount to anything. Like, I would have weathered her stay dead, and that had furthered, like, you know, Natsu's reason to protect Lucy or... You know, Lucy being more emotionally understanding of Natsu because he lost Lazana, and like that could have been so much more. And they're just kind of coming back, and just kind of being there. I'm like, eh. yeah, we, I, I agree. If Earthland Lazana was dead, and what we were dealing with was now Edelis Lazana, it would have been a way to make the Edelis doppelgangers really actually matter. Right, because they were like one-offs and pivots and and fun adventures, but to have not dead Lisana, it's not the same individual, but still gives us a chance to deal with this plot point. Would have been, I agree, in my opinion, a better way to approach it. Because yeah, exactly. When he goes back to Earthland, all of the effort and growth of of handling and dealing with and accepting and growing from the trauma of losing their sister between Elfman and Mira Jane because Lisana's back it's like okay here was everything here's the adventure these characters have gone through and now the motivation is gone so the question then for me is well where's their motivation to grow more Will they get more screen time? And will I care? I don't know. That's true. And you're the only one who can decide if you care or not. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I'm kind of yeah about it. At least about the Lazana stuff. Like, I love everyone in Fairy Tale, and I do. And she does have some moments, but I'm just like, her death kind of like, I felt like served a bigger purpose than it would have if she, you know. Well, didn't come yeah. Back. Yeah. The other question I have, right? Mm -hmm. You know, less about the other characters, more about her actual story arc now, is the whole plot we were telling was uh, Lisana and Natsu 
were like hand in hand and very likely going to be romantic partners when they grew up. Well, now they're grown up. Is that going to be a relevant plot point as we are now presuming that Natsu and Lucy will will wind up together? Well, that kind of it kind of dies and there's like a scene where it kind of dies and they kind of like hard stop it where you see it. And it's kind of aggravating. It'll be in the next arc. Well, no, sorry. It'll be in the arc after the next arc where you kind of see where that whole ship kind of dies with Lazana. And it's like so, it's like they're, <laughs> they're kind of just basically telling you that there's no way that Lucy is the one. And I kind of hate how it's done, honestly. So I don't want to like take that away from you because <laughs> don't get Thanks. me wrong. I love Lucy. I do, but she had to grow on me. Lazana, I always felt like was a better mix for Natsu. And now I just feel like she came back for nothing because she's like a wasted character. Like, I mean, not wasted yeah, character. Because you have, but, yeah. yeah, you have the insight because you've seen all of fairy tale. Yeah. But I will tell you, the 100-year quest is changing a lot of things. And there has been some development for both Lucy and Lazana in that. So I'm hopeful that, you know... Like, I don't know, it's like Hiromashima's writing, like, skyrocketed in between Fairy Tale and Fairy Tale 100-Year Quest. There's something about putting numbers in your title that just makes Mangaka go to a different level. Because I feel like the Thousand-Year Blood War is substantially better than, like, just Bleach. Like, even though I know the same thing, but, like, I feel like we go to another gear when we get into the Thousand-Year Blood War. Like... And then when Oda did the two-year time skip, and they called it T-Y something else. It had a number in it. I forget what was on top of my head. And then that went crazy in One Piece. So that's the folly of Boruto. It should have been called Turuto or Tenrotor or five no, years it should later. have just been Naruto X791 arc. I don't know. I agree. Um, But yeah, no. And, and maybe that's the amount of space and time and and kind of the growth of the the medium that these writers have had the opportunity with you know um you know with with the thousand year blood war arc you know it's been 10 years since the end of of the bleach anime so when when he when taikubo was writing the thousand year blood war arc he was no longer under the constraints of broadcast anime right Mm -hmm. maybe that's the same vibe for Hiromashima right true we end I haven't looked at the timelines I don't really know how long it was but you know the space between the fairy tale ending of like the manga and the hundred year war quest blood arc it's just bleach but Mashima um, you know there was a length of time that he had to take and, and spend away from this you know, you, you see this idea with uh, the king of procrastination uh, with, uh, I should know his name, Tagashi? Yes, Tagashi. Yeah. Is that, is Hunter, that the Hunter, one? Yu Yu Show. Yeah. Finally putting out more Hunter Hunter manga. Finally. Thank Finally. <laughs> and how long has that taken him? Oh my gosh. The longest hiatus in him any manga had ever had so <laughs> however long that yeah, is so he's back at it you know and and it's it's you know 
sometimes these stories really benefit from a hiatus, from a pause, from a break, and reapproaching them later on. No. And it sucks that that's how it works. But also, the result we wind up with is almost always worth it. True. At least with where we're sitting, with the Thousand Year Blood War arc, we're like eight episodes in. Thank God that Tight Kubo finished the story in his own time and that it got animated in its own time. True. That there was no longer any real rush to get out episodes weekly because it was draining on both the product and the, the creator. So I'm I you've got me hyped to finish Fairy Tale and then get into the the hundred year quest. It's a vibe, bro. It is a vibe. I just peeped the wiki and I'm like, yeah, she has so much more character development in the hundred year quest. So yeah. Oh, you don't even know what her magic is. Yeah, do you? Okay. I mean, I can assume it's the same vibe but different variety as her family. I mean, yeah. Facts. But yeah, I haven't seen it, so you're right. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's pretty dope. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, It'll be a fun time. Okay, so we we touched on this, but rounding us out in the ten fairy tale arcs that we've supposedly gone through so far, what would you put above and below this? Okay, definitely above uh is tower of heaven battle for fairy tale those are two of the best arcs in the whole thing those are definitely above i would uh definitely put um i would put the arashion safe arc underneath it only because like it had one good moment in my opinion i didn't care about the flute i didn't care about like lullaby <laughs> and all that um uh, well yeah. that was the first arc but um then i would put also I mean, the Battle of Fairy Tale, probably number one, because we got Juvia, we got Gajil, um, two of my favorite characters. We also got, like, character development with Lucy. Um, we got the whole fairy tale fighting and all that. And then, like, Tower of Heaven just wrecked me emotionally, still. Ursa's backstory, her crying, all that. Um, I don't know, because, like, she was also crying in the Arashion Seis arc, but that wasn't enough to, you know, justify it. Um,. And then the first arc of Fairy Tale I still think is like super mid. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, yeah. So that one would probably be at the bottom. Uh, and then I gotta say, let me see. I would say. I think. I think. Yeah. Eyes and Wall arc also at the bottom. I would put this one <laughs> if I'm going. If I'm going in order, it would have to be no. um, Battle for Fairy Tale. Then the tower of heaven arc yeah then the like just three episodes with the loki arc because that was like really good as well it was short and sweet and to uh -huh. the point then this then the arashion Sace arc maybe this is tied with arashion say arc. and hear me out urza's outfit and the arashion Sace arc was fire that like kimono arc oh, she yeah. had oh yeah absolute fire so that's well i mean the arashion say she spent half the fucking thing in the cat suit being poisoned so yeah i'll take that there was that um definitely the worst arc is the daphne arc with the dragons <laughs> i don't think you watched <laughs> nope that's why i didn't know that our man uh guild arts came back uh because i didn't watch the daphne arc yeah that was so definitely um worst arc yeah i would put this 
above Arisian Sace and the Einswald arc, but below Phantom Lord, Tower of Heaven, and Battle of Fairy Tale. I'm split between what's my top between Tower of Heaven and Battle of Fairy Tale. I like them both, yeah. different stakes, different action. Uh, but yeah, this is the mid of the King of Mid anime for me. You know what I just realized? No. That the Battle for Fairy Tale arc is actually separate than the um what's it called? The Phantom Lord arc cuz the Phantom Lord arc also hit. So I would yeah, probably Yeah, Phantom Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I do Battle of Fairy Tale, Phantom Lord and Tower of Heaven are kind of tied for me. Yeah. Um So yeah. Yeah. I just lump Phantom Lord and Battle for Fairy Tale together. Cause they happen back to back, right? Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. Well, okay, yeah, you got the Loki wise. arc, the Loki and you arc, got the, then Tower the Tower of Heaven, Heaven arc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Fairy Tale is long and it all blurs together at some point. Thanks. Okay. Yes, this was another okay arc in a pretty okay show. Uh, looking forward to the next big hype arc to go in the top echelon. Uh, you tell me that the Tenro arc. Uh, Tenro Island arc yes. is about to be very exciting. Oh, yes. It is about to be very exciting. We've got a lot of stuff happening. Um, Going to see Zareph coming to play. Going to see the history of Fairy Tale coming to play. Um, gonna Bro, is it a tournament arc? It's kind of a tournament arc, yes. Half tournament, half like. Tournament gets interrupted, but like. Uh, oh, so it's a fucking tuning exam. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. Next time on your typical sort of protagonist, we get to the tuning exams of fairy tale. No, uh, we'll get to it shortly. Yeah, we'll but... get the golden time next. Oh my god, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I'm looking forward to more fairy tale, and I'm looking forward to continuing our next episode, Golden Time. Uh, man, I'm I'm glad that this is a fun enough show. Yeah. But we'll get to all of that next week on your typical Shonen protagonist. You can catch us on all your podcatchers, talk at Spotify, it's the Amazon podcast, at your typical Shonen protagonist, or on Twitter at your TSP, that's U-R-T-S-P. Kai, you have stuff too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads on Twitter. Uh, find me at Twitter on set. You can find me on Twitter at Static Dreads. Yeah, that's where I'll be. Yes. Hell yeah. And of course, catch the other product on all your podcatchers. Uh, and YouTube as well. Content breaker for all your uh, fun, nerdy needs. We'll catch you next week for more. Your typical Shonen protagonist. <laughs> <laughs>